Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome everyone to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. I'm BJ. And this week... We are going to be continuing our discussion over Dragon Quest protagonists. Uh, we went all the way up through six in the last two episodes. So this time we're going to try our darndest to cram in <laughs> protagonists from seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven, which sounds harder than, which sounds kind of difficult. But we'll see. It may roll over into next week's episode too. But we'll all find out together. It'll be an adventure. It's true. So let's just jump straight in then and talk about Dragon Quest VII's protagonist. Right. Before before you get in and start knocking on him, I just want to bring up that outside of maybe the heroes from 4 and 5, I think Seven's protagonist got the most love on Twitter in terms of people saying that was their favorite uh, DQ protagonist. And I actually really like the protagonist from DQ7 as well. He He's kind of this, you know, little derpy looking kid <laughs> yeah i guess for lack of a better term but he's but i really I, I really like him and i know you absolutely hate him or at least his design i don't like his design i was really glad in the 3ds version once i finally got to all trades abbey and started doing the vocations where i could change the way that he looked that i really hate his little link outfit where it just looks like he just looks like a little wiener and he kind of acts like it for the most part uh, until the near the end of the game where he starts to, you know, take over as a hero. Yeah. And maybe that's part of his charm is he's just a little fisherman's son slash wiener kid <laughs> to borrow. your I, know, term. I just I just I, I get annoyed by wiener kid characters like Harry Potter and Earl and, you know, Luke Skywalker that I just uh, get, get kind of irritated. I'm like, oh, I know this character so much. And I'm like, you're going to get strong and feel good about yourself. And like, it's just that that kind of narrative I don't enjoy. And so he's just kind of there. Like, I like the supporting cast a lot, though. I like Kiefer. I really, really like in it. I, I mean, I don't usually like those kind of characters either. You know, like, I mean. I mean, you know, you you read Harry Potter, not for Harry Potter, but for like the side characters, <laughs> kind of yeah. like, oh, and, yeah. and I mean, I at least watch Star Wars for, you know, characters besides Luke Skywalker. I mean, I, I mean, I like Luke, yep. but, but I mean, it's the, it's the side characters and everything that kind of make the protagonist worth it, <laughs> worth dealing with. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, tolerable. Yeah. So I could see that. I think, I think with with seven's character is that he's a little bit just kind of going off of how we've compared him in previous episodes. I think that his character is a little bit more well-developed than others because, you know, he has that family that you go to and you interact with his dad a lot and he's got Kiefer as a BFF and, you know, there's Maribel, the the neighbor next door who's always like hounding on him about everything. And so I think there's like more of a, not incentive, more of like a, 
my mind is totally blinking on the word right now. But anyway, I feel like he's he's more developed as a character than just a blank slate protagonist. Right. Because there's, of, because there's of, more to invest in there. To invest in. Yeah, I guess that's the word I was trying to think of. Yeah. Like you're more invested in him because you see his family, you see his hometown, you see how he interacts with, even if it's just, yeah. you know, as in, interactive for a silent protagonist, but you get to see the way, I guess, other people interact with him. And it kind of, yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I think it's nice. I, I like DQ7's protagonist, even though you don't. <laughs> I do think it's neat starting out the game, though. Like, I've always liked starting it and just being able to go out in the middle of the night and just start smashing stuff around town as him. He's just this little kid. You go, you like wake up in the middle of the night to see what's going on. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to destroy all of these crates and barrels around town and nobody can stop me. Like, I don't even have a weapon yet, but uh, <laughs> I'm just going to terrorize my, my hometown. Like, that's my favorite thing about him is just being able to do that at the very beginning. One thing that I found frustrating, but also slightly endearing about that is that whenever you return to the to your hometown and everyone is still treating you like a stupid kid. But like yeah. at a certain point, it's like, you know, 60 hours later and you've gone off and like saved all these things and gone off on all these adventures and like gotten really good and mastered all these jobs. And then you come back and they're just still treating you like a stupid kid, <laughs> which yeah. I guess is a nice like juxtaposition. But also when I was playing the game, I was getting really frustrated. Like I was like, do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> yeah, I was like, you don't know what I've been through. Like you haven't seen what I've seen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it is, but it does, it does make sense with the characters and the family and stuff where they haven't seen what he's seen. They, he is still just that kid to them. Yeah. Dragon Quest 8's protagonist. Now, uh, several people said DQ8 was their favorite. Uh, but I think, right. kind of like with 5, it's like that they, they loved the character because of the, their love of the game. It wasn't necessarily anything right. yeah. particular about 8. And. I like Eight's character. I mean, I he's not my favorite. I really I don't like his outfit. Like people a lot of people talk right. about how cool he looks and I just I really don't like his design very much. Uh-uh. I I thought it was fine while I was playing through the game, but I didn't realize how annoyed by it that I was, like how tired of it, I guess is better. Uh it, I was until they gave that outfit for 11 to put on. Uh, as a bonus and i'm like i do not want to run run around another game looking like that and uh that was uh, i think it's a cool thing that they gave like i'm I'm glad they they gave it to people but it's uh, for people who like it but yeah it is not something that i uh i like anymore like i'm glad he's brightly colored but i think it's the uh the do-rag on his head that i get uh bored of i'm just like you know how much i dislike pirates <laughs> He looks like a he looks like a pirate boy. Like really, I don't know what it is. Like he looks fine when you're playing the game, but uh I'm just it's kind of like Cloud. I'm tired of the way Cloud looks too. It's uh just kind of generic for me now as it's become that uh uh point and pop uh, that, that kind of pop culture touchstone uh within the the genre. It's become like so iconic that it's like tiresome. Yeah. Yeah, for real. That's it. Yeah, I could see that. I don't really like his design. Um, I do like, I do think he's an interesting character, you know, at least if you just play like the base game and everything where you don't necessarily know about like his secret ancestry or anything like that. But mm, just yeah. in terms of him being like a, 
he's like a guard at the castle, you know, he helps the king escape the king, the king Trode and, uh, yeah. Medea are, have been turned into different forms. And I, like, I think that stuff is interesting. I think that, you know, his, his friendship with Yangus is cool. His romance with Medea is, is mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to frame a game around a romance with a horse, but DQ eight does it. It is. Succeeds. It's true. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, that's usually in the realm of Chuck Tingle novels, and uh, DQ8 does it uh, does it well. You're the one person who referenced Chuck Tingle this week. <laughs> yep, I am. I uh, I surely am, and you uh, you're welcome. <laughs> I did. I really did. It. Uh, those of you who don't know who Chuck Tingle is, uh, Google, Google it. I'm gonna laugh. Yeah, if just, Chuck just, Tingle starts like being like a breakout uh, trend on uh, Google. Oh, or I mean. Because I mean, he already is like, is. Is like he? I love, I think, yeah, I mean, people love Chuck Tingle. Like he's still putting out all sorts of content. Uh, they, I guess I have no idea if it's a, um, it's a pseudonym, very obviously for uh, adult erotic uh, romance novels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Erotic Ordinary romance novels. That's erotic novels. Yes. I think that, I think he actually does brand them as romance. Oh, okay. Well, if you're not familiar, just Google it. You'll see lots of like. Yeah. Not not to hate on Chuck Tingle, but you'll see lots of like kind of sloppy Photoshop jobs with like shirtless dudes. Oh, it's it's meant to be that way too. Like it's it's a whole shtick. It's great. I love it. Yeah. I've never read one of them, but I love the idea of uh, I love the idea of Chuck Tingle, if not the reality. <laughs> you love the Okay, I have to tell this story really quickly. So years ago when BJ <laughs> and I worked together, speaking of romance novels, uh years Uh-oh. ago when BJ and I worked together, <laughs> He had left he had left himself logged into his Amazon account, not on his office computer, but just on a com- random computer in the computer lab where any college student or anybody could have tampered with it. And I happened to just be at that computer as luck would have it. And uh, I noticed I'd gone to Amazon for some reason and I noticed that he was still <laughs> logged in there. And so I added romance novels to his uh, yeah. <laughs> to, to his Kindle. Uh, and one was called Christmas like themed, but it was like, what was it? I don't remember Christmas, the name of it. Christmas for my Grinch or something, a special Christmas for my Grinch. Something like that. Like I read it. I made sure that I <laughs> read you? it and it was not good. Oh, you read it. How nice. It was, it was not good. It was a Christmas gift. Uh, it was not good. <laughs> it was exactly what you would expect it to be. So there you go. Fun little story yep. from like 12 years ago. Yeah, that was, was 12 years ago. ago. Yeah, it was 12 years ago, I'm pretty sure. It, it might That's, have not been 12 years ago, but I'm pretty sure it was before I got married. I got married it in was, 2012. Yeah, yeah maybe it, it was, was like 2010 or 2011, maybe. Yeah. yeah it was a yeah. long time ago. That doesn't matter, but it was a long now. time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, DQ8's protagonist, I like his role within the story. He's not my favorite protagonist by a long shot. Again, I don't really like his design too much. And... Uh, and, and, you know, I kind of think DQ8 is overhyped anyway, but like I, I think that he, I think he's an interesting enough character. And I think that kind of like you said with Cloud, it's kind of the same problem that Cloud has. It's just like at a certain point you get tired of seeing the protagonist because you see him so much. Yeah. I mean, I keep seeing like, like Cloud, I keep seeing those uh, Polygon original figures on the Square Enix store, and I saw that they were on sale for Black Friday, and I almost bought it, 
But at the same time, you know, I've been, I told you I was trying to avoid uh, buying a whole lot of just random stuff to sit around because I have so much. But also I was like, do I really want to see cloud? Like the rest of it would be kind of cool. But the, the cloud, I was like, eh, it's just cloud. I see that a lot anyway. So I didn't end up buying it when it was half off. And uh, that's actually kind of why, just because cloud is uh, saturated. Dragon Quest Eight's protagonist does have one benefit, like one thing up on all the other protagonists in the Dragon Quest games, and that would definitely be Munchie. I mean, he has a little mouse in his pocket. Oh, yeah, Munchie. Yeah, yeah, that is 100% the best thing about him. And I love the parts <laughs> where you get to play as Munchie in the game. Like, I love the little Munchie stealth, like going through the puzzle kind of uh tunnel things when you get to during the game like that was one of my favorite parts because the first time that i got to do it it was such a delightful surprise i I like those parts too and it kind of makes dq8 unique like no other dragon quest game has that has parts like that where you transfer into a different creature i mean even in 11 when you're a fish it's still you you're the luminary it's still you doing that yeah yeah instead of like having your your pet pocket fish that you pull out and uh, transfer your consciousness into. Give me a pocket fish, Dragon Quest Twelve. I'm asking for it yep. right now. <laughs> I'm I'm really hoping that you guys give us a pocket fish. Um, and if that's in there, I will love you forever. That, How did it breathe? Uh, I will be very grateful. How did it have breathe? water in your pocket? You put you water. Just have in your like pocket. a little fish bowl. Like like the protagonist has a little mini fish bowl in his pocket with like a. There's like a goldfish. It could be it could be lined like a wine like a wine skin or something. Just have some water sitting in there with your fish for your pocket fish. Okay, cool. This is not where I thought this episode was going to (laughs) go. Not not to uh, erotic uh, romance novels and pocket fish. (laughs) Yeah, Chuck Tingle, pocket fish. Like this, this has gone to some interesting places. Um, This has gone off the rails. Uh, DQ 9s protagonist. You said in. In last week's episode, the DQ9 is maybe your favorite or definitely in your top two besides 11. Like you love Nine's protagonist. Uh, Yeah, DQ9's protagonist is really awesome. And I know like you and I were talking about it, uh, I guess yesterday or was it last week? I don't remember when. Yeah, it was. uh, It seems like it was actually sooner than that. But uh, it it really is. I like him because even though he is the the kind of blank slate, the being able to to customize them and go through so much of the game with or without a party just really made me like him. And also because he's tied directly into the story from the moment you start like he has a backstory. He's not just a a generic hero. It's like there is an entire bit of of history with him that I don't really feel with the other generic heroes. And uh, so he always felt like a character to me, even though he was a nameless proxy for the player. Mm-hmm. And so I, I only wish that during my actual playthrough, rather than the ones I started, that I'd played uh, with the girl instead of the boy. Uh, I like the girl models in that one better, so I made sure that I had my favorite uh, uh, character in my party uh, have the uh, the girl model that I wanted. Played, I played as a girl in this one too. Did you? I was yeah. all of my times I started it like emulated and things like that uh, before I was able to get it. Um, yeah. It's it's uh, 
I loved it. Like I thought the hairstyles were great. And then when I played it on the 3DS, like started it for uh, for realsies, it was like, oh, well, I'm going to play a boy. And then I got halfway through it and I was like, oh, I like the girl hairstyles better. Uh, but yeah, I really like the DQ9 protagonist. It's interesting that you say that because I chose a female protagonist for nine. Yeah. Uh, and this was one of the rare examples where I chose the female protagonist and kind of regretted it. Like I actually really liked really? The, the, the guy design. Yeah. And there were different times when I was just like, eh, do I really need to be a lady in this game? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Yeah. Kind of like you, and kind of like you mentioned last week, you know, that the, even though it's more of a, a blank slate party and everything kind of like three has, uh, they do kind of spice up the protagonist's role in the story because of, you know, the whole fallen angel thing and like the, your relationship with, oh my gosh, Stella. I couldn't remember. In my mind, yeah. I was just thinking obnoxious fairy. Stella <laughs> and Aquila, Aquila. We never Aquila, did, yeah. We never did decide on the correct pronunciation for that one. Aquila the Hun. Um, <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, so I, I do think, you know, Nine's protagonist is, is cool within the story. Um, I like the design too, the little Celestrian, uh, look that they have. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like that a lot too. So I, I love like anything that has uh, wings. I mean, I'm a sucker for winged characters. Uh, whenever I see, I'm able to get a character like feathered wings, I tend to go for it. Like, uh, you told me not to in star ocean and I didn't listen and it was a mistake. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, because I'm like, they have wings. And then it was like, oh, they're not good. He told me it wasn't good, but they're not good. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's part of the reason I like DQ9s too, is because you constantly get to see people with, with feathered wings. Like, I love them. Like, I just love them. <laughs> so before we uh, talk about 10 and 11 here, I think it's time for a little shameless self-promotion. Shameless, shameless, jingle bells and shameless money, money, Patreon, shameless. Like BJ so eloquently put it, we do have a Patreon page. <laughs> you can find that at patreon.com slash FM. So if you're ever listening to this podcast and think, huh, I want to support this, uh, then you have that option. And special shout out to all of our Patreon patrons. We greatly appreciate every single one of you. And also, if you're listening to this podcast, give us a review sometime. We like, we like seeing reviews. Uh, it's been a while since we, we've had some reviews. So, so give us some reviews. Hopefully five stars, but, you know, just share your opinion with us. Uh, it takes like two seconds if you don't want to write anything and just want to punch the little star uh, icons. Uh, but it would be greatly appreciated. And, and thank you very much for doing that. Also, since it's shameless self-promotion, I have two quick things I want to shamelessly self-promote for myself. Okay, okay do <laughs> uh, it. Number one is, so I reviewed Final Fantasy fourteen Endwalker for work. Right. Amazing game. Five out of five. Super recommend it. I know you guys have heard us talk about Final Fantasy XIV on this podcast quite a bit uh, over the last few years. Just amazing. So if you want to see my review, you can do that. Check it out. I shared it on Twitter right before we recorded this episode, but we're like a week ahead, behind. I don't know. Anyway, we're right. pre-recording this, so it's going to be like a week old by the time you hear this. Second thing I wanted to mention is our friend Kevin. He has a podcast. It's called Hi Mom. and. Right. By the time this episode is live, that episode will be live. But right now it hasn't happened yet, if that makes sense. But anyway, I'm going to be sitting down and recording with him to do an episode on Squid Game. So, uh. if, you, so if you heard me and BJ talking about Squid Game in an episode a few weeks ago, and you're like, wow, I wonder what Austin's opinions on Squid Game are uh, even more, then uh, <laughs> be sure to check out Hi Mom, 
uh, Kevin's podcast, which should be live by the time this episode is up. Cool. I'll be shameless too. Uh, one of my <laughs> things this year uh, that I did, well, one of my things last year is that I wrote a D&D adventure called Claws for Concern. It's free on DMs Guild. It's pay what you want. And apparently it got really well received and it's like absurd downloading like 3,000 times at this point and uh, has reached Electrum Seller. So if you can go and help me reach that gold bestseller mark, that would be fantastic at dmsguild.com. That was shameless. Good yep, job. It is. Yeah. Just the, the the voice you were using and everything. Yeah, I mean, I figured, you know, go all in. So getting back into uh, this week's episode, Dragon Quest X's protagonist. Uh, this one is kind of a toughie because it's an MMO and you can basically, you choose your race and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of, it's like, what is the protagonist? It's hard to gauge in terms of protagonist because it's like, Obviously, if you're a Weddy, you're going to look a whole lot different than if you were an ogre. Right. And so I think for this one, in my mind, it's like maybe we should just judge what like the canonical hero looks like, the canonical protagonist, you know, the dude that kind of has like the chain mail and stuff on him. Yeah. Look like, at the brown hair. Yeah. He looks basically just like Nine's protagonist, but without the wings. <laughs> yeah. And to me, and I know this is going to sound weird, makes him look kind of basic. And I'm just like, meh, he's so generic, I don't care. Yeah, he's he's the most generic of any of them. But again, I think that's kind of the point because it's an MMO. Same thing with Final right, Fantasy fourteen. You know, yeah. the Final Fantasy fourteen go to protagonist there looks super generic as well. And so it's kind of hard to judge this one on the right. criteria of the others because really when you think about it with all the customization options and stuff that that Dragon Quest Ten has it's like, in a way, this is kind of the best one because, I mean, you can pick your race, you can pick your gender, you can oh, pick yeah. your hairstyle. I mean, you can do like so much stuff. You have different outfits that you can constantly update yourself and update your look on. And I mean, so it's just like, in that respect, it's almost like the best one because it can just be whatever you want, baby. <laughs> and you have to like, because it's an MMO and you have just this generic hero that you make uh, make yourself there are don't and I may be wrong on this, but there are pretty much main characters through each of the expansions on it that you're kind of following around and interacting with as the main NPC, right? Like Anna Lucia and some others, or well, am I completely wrong in that? Well, they really start that. I haven't gotten past the t version two content, but version two is really where that starts. In the first one, it's just kind of like you're you're going around you get to choose you know which race you want to be out of the five tribes and you go around it's very much like a regular dragon quest game where it's like each each location each tribe you visit kind of has some main npcs and stuff yeah. but it's very they really they really amp it up with the characters and, and you know having characters that you care about and follow you along starting with like on lucia and I don't know if his, if the if, if the people call him Crow or Claws now or whatever they've decided on, but the dude in like the cowboy hat that shows up in version two, <laughs> yeah. So like you you start to see like more characters like that 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 you're and, and I mean on Lucia is still in the game, so I have to think that you know that's like a long term thing that the, the yeah. later versions follow up on that as well. But again, I haven't played like three and beyond or any of that stuff, so. So you can take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, that was one of those where I thought it was the case, but I haven't seen specifically all of them. So I I was just kind of like winging it there. Yeah, I gotcha. 
So Dragon Quest XI's protagonist, I said uh, last week or sometime that you said that that was probably your favorite besides nine. And I said last yeah. week that it was probably my favorite besides five. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think we both agree that Eleven's protagonist is good, even though you don't like his hair. I don't like his hair. It, uh, it's still kind of, uh, kind of gross. Um, and I saw a picture and it may have been from DQ 10, uh, somebody else who had that long, straight, uh, luminary hair, and I saw it on Twitter, and I can't remember exactly who it was. It might have been on Ryan's Twitter, where I was like, wait, that's a picture of the Luminary I've never seen. And then it wasn't the Luminary, and I was like, mm, I thought he was the only one with that ugly hairstyle. You're talking about, you're probably talking about Padre, maybe? Padre from DQ10. Looks maybe whole, that is. Looks a whole lot like the Luminary, but like his brow is a little bit more furrowed, and his hair is yeah. slightly longer. Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. He's like, he's like if the Luminary like had an even rougher life and got roughed up. Like that's kind of what he would look like. <laughs> look at, I'm, I'm looking. Yep. That's him. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That's who I was. Uh, yeah, yeah he I, is. The hair does not bother me at all. I know that fans like to dump on his hair all the time. And it's like kind of a running joke at this point, but the hair doesn't bug me at one bit. I'm just like, whatever. It's his hair. Like I, I know you hate it. I know like Platy hates it big time. And I see like jokes about his hair all the time on Twitter and places, but it's just like, eh, like I, I, I like his hair fine. It's hair. I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, it's just something that it does make him unique though. It makes him unique. And, uh, yeah. I do like his clothes, like his main outfit, the the green and purple, I really like and ended up not always having him in a cosmetic outfit because of it. That uh, even though costuming is a big part of the game, I still ended up swapping back to his just everyday regular clothes uh, every once in a while uh, and would uh, look at those. So, I, I mean, I like the way he I like his model. I like uh, I, I kept up with his normal outfit, too, because that was my favorite. The purple and green look. I yeah. really liked it. And I, I was the same way. There's a few times that I would like put his a different outfit on him. Eventually, I think I did tend to stick with the Erdwin armor. Oh, OK, uh, you know, which looks a lot like Erdrick from yep. from three's armor. And I, eventually I did do that the first time I played it. But then whenever I was playing 11S, uh, I just kept the purple outfit the whole time because I really like that outfit and everything. Um, he's also the first Dragon Quest protagonist to ever talk. Granted, it's in a right. flashback when you're a kid. It's super yep. jarring because you hear him it talk is. as a little kid and then he's like silent all the time in the uh, in the main story outside of like grunts and stuff when he's like thrusting his sword. That sounded and way too sexual. It but, does. Uh, well, and it also kind of, uh, I was disappointed because they said in the options that you could change the hero's voice uh, in uh, 11S, and it was just changing the way that they grunted. And I was like, well, this is real <laughs> annoying. That is not a feature that you changed, guys. Yeah. But but yeah, it was it was jarring when, when they were a kid. I... You know, Eleven's my favorite Dragon Quest game, and I think the protagonist, in terms of the story, is handled really well. I mean, yeah, he kind of has like this perpetually just kind of stoic uh, look on his face a lot of the time. Yeah. But you know, the, the supporting cast—it's kind of like with four. The supporting cast is just like so good that I feel like that kind of affects my opinion 
of him overall because it's just like you see him interacting with with all of these companions throughout the story his like whole like bff relationship with eric is awesome and just like you know he's he's rab's grandson he's kind of like an adopted brother to jade hendrick is always after him at least in the (laughs) early parts and stuff and is always you know what is it he calls him dark spawn yeah dark spawn that was it from the the beginning yep yeah, and so because of the way others interact with him, it's pretty cool, I think. Yeah, I mean, I really like him. Like in terms of, you know, the ones that you don't make yourself, I think that the Luminary is probably my favorite of the heroes. Uh, you know, I like DQ9s a lot, but if it was just straight up like the ones that you don't create for yourself, mm-hmm. 11 wins every time. I think I still like 5's the best, but I think 11's is my yeah. is my second favorite. Like and this. I can totally understand why five is the one that you, you go to like that. Yeah. I think that about does it for this week's episode. We did manage to, to barrel through all of the uh, rest of the protagonists here. If you want to talk to us on Twitter, you can find us at dragon quest FM. If you want to talk to us on Patreon, we're at patreon.com slash dragon quest FM. And we have merch, which you can find at dragon quest dot fm slash merch did i say that Woo-hoo! right you did you got yes. it Woo-hoo! awesome all right uh if you want to talk to me personally you can find me on twitter at dragon Quaston. and you can find me on twitter at professor beach uh you can listen to my other podcast uh the geek to geek podcast uh whenever you want to and you can also go to geek to geek media.com to find the discord and slack links for uh for our community so check that out as well Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye, y'all.